right, so you are still listening to the SEF Pop-Up Radio right here from Amaka Lodge and we are at the Youth for Parliament National Dialogue and right about now it's a real privilege to be joined by the Honorable Minister of Education but I will not do the honours of uh, speaking to him first, I allow my friend from the Copa Build, uh, Purity, you can take the honours. Oh yeah, thank you so much Rantula, yeah, this is just a great privilege to be with the Minister of Higher Education. So today we are at the National Youth Gathering Y4P, Youth for Parliament and we're talking about different issues concerning young people participating in national and public affairs. So I think we're not going to do the honors of introducing him. I guess he's going to introduce himself. Yes. yes. And he's as well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, my name is Brian Mushimba. I'm MP for Kankoyo constituency in Muflira and uh, currently serving uh, uh, in cabinet as Minister of Higher Education. My background, uh, I grew up in Muflira. I went to schools in Muflira, then uh, boarding school uh, in Kitwa at Impelembe up to grade 12. Then I did form 6 there and then I went abroad. I trained as an engineer. I worked as an engineer and then uh, after a total of about uh, 17 to 18 years in the private sector, I decided to give back to my country through an elective office and went and stood as a member of parliament and luckily the people uh, voted for me and His Excellency saw it fit to appoint me as a minister in, higher, in, uh, in his cabinet. And I'm very thankful and it's humbling and an honor to actually serve uh, your people and your country in the way I'm doing today. No, congratulations. Mr. Thank you very much. Uh, first and foremost, we'd like to find out how's been experience so far uh, being at the home of the Ministry of Higher Education. Of course, this is an institution that is not very easy to run. You're dealing with students from higher learning institutions from across uh, Zambia. And of course, we, we have got a lot of challenges that come with that office. But how has it been so far for you? For it's been, months, it's been exactly what you've uh, just ex uh, explained. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a difficult ministry, difficult in the sense that uh, it touches on uh, you know real critical issues of human capital development through providing a higher education higher education opportunities for the citizens in a constrained fiscus like we are going through right now when we want to educate as many as we can and the fact that we are struggling to find enough money to educate them keeps me up at night so we have to think outside the box in terms of how do we expand access within the same envelope and uh, currently we think that uh, the digital platforms are going to help us because with e-platforms, virtual learning and online learning, the physical infrastructure doesn't have to expand but you can increase access and obviously being e-platforms, the cost will even be cheaper than physically going to uh, you know, a physical infrastructure. Uh, so those are some of the challenges but uh, I think we're equal to the task, we'll make sure that uh, we think outside the box, we grow the envelope, and we increase access to our education uh, for our citizens. Okay, so looking at everything, we can see that there's a lot that has been put in place for the education sector. Let's say, for example, we've seen that there's even introduction of scholarship in private sectors, like private institutions, which is a very good thing. But what, what necessary things are you putting in place for you to improve the education sector, both in the government and private sector I think, the, education. I think the most important thing we need to understand is that uh, to provide uh, education we need infrastructure okay. physical infrastructure we need um, soft infrastructure we need lecturers we need uh, systems that support that uh, uh, aspiration uh, the new acts of parliament have given us uh, higher, higher education authority and ZAKWA, okay. key institutions that are going to make sure that the quality of education we're giving is there and the relevance of the training in terms of curricula is there. We have the right lecturers, like, 
right professors and the institutions have all the prerequisite to offer certain training. Okay, so looking at bursaries and loans that have been put in place, what other things are you putting in place to improve that? Bursaries, bursaries is a key component of that. It speaks to government's uh, way of identifying the gifted students amongst us and right. giving them opportunities to be educated through those bursary loans and the schemes. But we've realized that it's the bursary scheme by itself is not enough, right. you know, because we're leaving so many students behind and we need to find a way to grow that. Okay. That's why we're now aggressively going um, after the former students so they can pay back the loans they took and put that money into the basket so it can educate more people. We are right. going to our other cooperating partners, including banks, to see if they can open up and give loans to many of the students that may want to access these students that are underwritten probably by government to really continue working this loan scheme and make sure that uh, everyone who wants to have access to higher education institutions do have and money is not an impediment as it is today. All right. All right. And talking about a lot of liberations that you've spoken about that you're taking, you're conducting as uh, as a ministry. What did you say? What do you want to see the the Ministry of Higher Education in the next three or four years? I think that you've contributed a lot to it as well. I think what we want to see is uh, is that uh, there is peace in universities. Uh, universities are riot free, violence free, and the learning is relevant. The learning is uh, is of high standard and and high quality that we're able to answer the call from the industry to grow and graduate uh, graduates that are ready to contribute from day one on the shop floor. These are some of the things that we want to see as we launch into the future. Okay, so who are the features at the youthful conference which you've just attended and the ones which you just addressed? Uh, we, um, I'm, I'm very happy that I was invited to actually say a few words to uh, the future MPs. Yes. Alright, um, it looks like they are running there, they are about to take your place. <laughs> <laughs> they are and uh, I encourage them to continue on this path, they stay focused, they equip themselves, they educate themselves, they learn the process yeah, and right. I've given them a few pointers because if we have the youth that uh, engaged and uh, understand, you know, the relevance of governance and uh, they're holding uh, the government to, to, to account, you know, the future is bright. And what I've seen today is a bunch of bright and intelligent youth that are engaged, that are asking relevant questions because the future we desire tomorrow is not going to come from the old people that, uh, you know, have gone past their prime. It's going to come from the youths that are, that are they want to see the future they want to see. You know, climate change is an <laughs> issue, global warming oh, yeah. is an issue, and many other things. And only if we have the youth that are engaged and understand these issues and they are able to craft solutions can we see the future that we want. So just get ready. Very soon I'll take up your position as Minister of Higher Education. So what would you be your concluding remarks? Concluding remarks is uh, Zambia belongs to all of us and uh, there's no one who has a preserve of wisdom. Uh, there's no monopoly on wisdom. So I encourage you to pursue that path and tomorrow you'll be the Minister of Higher Education. Thank you very all much. Right, thank you very see much, sir. See you in 2021. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much.